Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good, good morning, morning Russell. Good morning, all. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for the powerful teaching last night, Lord, that you are opening our eyes to see the newer perspectives that you are providing us through your principles from your word. We thank you, Father, for your anointed creature, your servant through whom you choose to bring your word to us. And we bless him in your name, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you continue to do a new thing in our lives, peeling away the layers before us so that the truth be revealed. So that you take us deep down into the spirit with you on that journey. As by your truth and by your spirit, what you bring into our hearts is what sets us free from all the familiar traditions, from all the incorrect information we have been believing and living with, and from all the old ways that you now renew for us and make all things new. We thank you, Jesus for all that you do in our lives today, that your mercy for us, you renew every morning, that you teach us your ways, that your heart towards us is unchangeable in your love, irrespective of what we do. And you continue to impress your laws upon our heart, so that when we are holy, out of that holiness, we abide by you and in you, and your laws in our heart. We thank you, Lord. And we thank you for the peace and joy that you pour into our hearts, Lord. And we share that with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you, with all those that do not want to know you. We share it also, Lord, with all those that we are lifting up at our altar of prayer and with those that have no one to pray for them. We offer our faith to stand in that gap, Lord. And we call on your name. The name of our Maker, our Creator, the name of our Father, the Great I Am. The one who always honors His covenants. The one who always completes every good work that He has started in us. He is the preserver of men. He is the God of patience, the God of hope, and the God of peace who shall bruise Satan under our feet. And we pray in the name of His Son, Jesus the one who is the author and the finisher of our faith and of our destiny, the Alpha and the Omega. He is the wonderful counselor, the Prince of Peace. He is the sheep gate. He is the door. He is the one who holds the key of David so that what he shuts, no one can open and what he opens, no one can shut. And it is he who leads us in the day of battle, the rider on the white horse who is called Faithful. We pray in the name of His Spirit, the Spirit of the living God, the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of life and life and truth, the one who changes the times and seasons, the Lord in the midst of His people, who now dwells in His people. And He is mighty and only does wondrous things. The one who powered Jesus' ministry to signs and wonders has now given to us to be with us, the greatest force in the universe Himself the Spirit of the Living God. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit. 
and a gift of prayer to combine our faith with your word so that your spirit moves. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies in order that we might achieve dominion. Systems of advantage given to us, Lord. We thank you that you have blessed us with every physical provision as well. That we might not lack anything. For it is your good pleasure to give good gifts to your children. In the physical and in the spiritual. And it is your will that we should not live in bondage or slavery or in lack. But we should live in abundance and dominate over every circumstance that seems to challenge it. We thank you, Lord, that you teach us your ways through the mysteries hidden in your word. We thank you, Jesus. And as we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak. And every prayer we make as well as every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will for each of these lives, Lord. I call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. And we also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word, Lord. From Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth this day. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it, when I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue, that you teach us discernment through your word, your mirror of truth, so that we can choose life out of our will. Every time we speak, you condition our hearts and our words as well. For out of the issues in our heart, we understand and know that the words that, that the mouth speaks. We thank you, Lord, that you are doing that work not just a new thing today, but that's an ongoing thing that you continuously use to edify, to uplift, and to build us. Thank you, Jesus. Today, I'd like to reflect on the topic of from being a child of God to becoming a son of God. And you hear the Bible say both those things. So the first coming, first question that comes to mind is, what's the difference? Isn't the son same as a child of the father? And this is not about gender. Where one might say, oh, but that's a daughter. That's why. This is not about physical gender. So let's look at it more closely then. What's the difference? When you receive salvation, you receive the life of God in you. And that's where you become a child of God. That's what Romans 8 verse 14 means. You can access His abundance. You can have life and have it to the full. Because Jesus says in John 10.10, 10, that is what I came for. <clears throat> And then Romans 8 verse 17 says, 
if we are children then we are god's heirs and share in his glory so you are a child of god when you get when you receive salvation you are a child of god you have access to all his abundance that he makes available all the good things in life and you are an heir as well so it is your inheritance to claim from what the father has apportioned for you but now look at what galatians 4 verse 1 says about a child heir it says the heir as long as he is a child in fact i recommend reading the whole of that galatians 4 it's a short chapter but it talks about the child who is an heir the heir as long as he is a child is no different from a slave what a statement to make but when you read further you understand but he says though he is the owner of everything we saw that now the child is the heir of the and shares in the glory of the father though he is the he owner of everything so he must be subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by the father why is that that's because the child is immature yet does not fully understand how to conduct the father's business and so if he is left to manage it he will destroy it because of his ignorance and he has not learned the ways to manage it so experienced managers are required to look after the whole the affairs of the father's estate until this child matures grows to an age where in knowledge and in wisdom as well where he can manage the estate and that's what that verse really means and then if you read on it talks about the right time that right time in your life that the father has set which for us as christians is when jesus shows up that's when we become sons through adoption you see that in verse 5 galatians 4 verse 5 so now let's look at what the bible says about a son then john 1 verse 12 says as many as received jesus god gave them the power some versions say authority others say the right god gave them the right to become sons of god so it's that power and that authority <clears throat> that's the difference when you ask what's the difference between a child and a son and that's because in kingdom terms only a son advances the kingdom not all children there will be one son who is trained in politics in diplomacy in administration in warfare in military tactics everything and that is the son that advances the kingdom that takes on the reins of the kingdom after his father it is the son that is made a ruler so when romans 8 verse 17 says you became co-heirs with christ it means as a ruler of the kingdom his agenda he's got the agenda as a son 
and his agenda as a son and heir was kingdom advancement. But now as a co-heir, when you say co-heir, everything that was on his shoulder now comes to you as well. You inherit the same. Now as a co-heir, it has become your agenda too when you become a son. I hope you are getting what that means. If kingdom advancement was his agenda, it is also now your agenda. This sonship has nothing to do with physical gender. I am saying that again. It is the authority, the position, not the gender. And I hope you are understanding the difference now between a child and a son. So a child is one who is, he could be one of the others that not necessarily will go on to take the reins of the kingdom. But it's more importantly, one who is immature, doesn't fully understand the ways. And so someone else manages it for him until he's taught. Then he learns and he moves on to take up that position where he has now grown into that maturity. Our maturity comes in the spirit through the word and by his spirit. It is your spiritual sonship that the spirit works in you. So now see Galatians 4 verse 6. In the fifth verse we saw it was about adoption and becoming sons. Galatians 4 verse 6 talks about the spirit working in you too, that sonship. And that's what pushes you to do the works of the kingdom, to share the gospel and to intercede. You wonder why when you have just started reading the Bible, you just felt inspired and now you feel like going out and sharing it. It is that sonship that the Holy Spirit has worked in you that is making you do it. You feel it as your responsibility to go out and share with others, to pray for someone. You don't need a prompt. But the very fact that you're doing that tells you you are stepping into that sonship. It, you have taken it as your own agenda now. You're no longer just a child of God. So because God has sent the spirit of his son into your heart, that's really what Galatians 4.6 says in the words mentioned in, the, in that verse. God has sent the spirit of his son into your heart. He pushes you to do those works. He teaches you the ways of sonship so that you are now growing into the maturity where you are able to carry his gospel and then fulfill his agenda. You no longer need a trustee or a guardian like Galatians 4 verse 1 said. You are not that child anymore. You have become a son when you gain that revelation. Sonship does not come by birth. It is by an encounter with Jesus. Now what happens when you encounter him? For that see 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verses 17 and 18. It talks about the fact that when the Jews and even in Moses time and after also when they read the Old Testament their face was veiled. And 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 17 and 18 says now with the coming of Jesus your face is unveiled. Your understanding is opened and you are transformed 
into the image of Jesus by the Spirit of the Lord. So he reveals his truths to you. That's what the unveiling really is, giving you understanding of what's written in that word, the revelation. And then you are transformed into the image of Jesus by his Spirit. We saw in Galatians 4 as well, God has given the Spirit of His Son to you. Now He's saying, by that same Spirit, because it's the Spirit of His Son, you are transformed in the image of His Son, Jesus. And then, are you seeing what, that's what the, the encounter really is. And then it's like He described in John chapter 15. Where he says, now after you had that encounter, then in John chapter 15, he said, you live in me and I live in you. That's what that encounter does to you. His spirit is given to you. You are taking on his image. You cannot be apart. The God of Mount Zion goes with you everywhere. You start seeing answered prayer. You start speaking according to the word and what you speak is fulfilled. And that's the journey that we really need to be up for. That's how we start living as Christians where everything we speak, we know for sure will not fall to the ground. You start seeing manifestation and that keeps on increasing. He is just not, it's the God that is not captured in the Bible anymore for you. It becomes alive, it becomes real in the flesh and is now manifesting what you are speaking. He goes with you everywhere. That's what you see in preachers, healing ministers, miracle workers. That is the encounter they have had that is resulting in the works that they are doing. The difference is the power. He gave them power to be sons of God. And now you are restored to Genesis 1 verse 26. Made in his own image and likeness. By passing through that realm of Galatians 2.20. Where you reach a point and you say it is no longer I but my Christ who lives in and through me. And 1 John 3 verse 2 says, The more you see him, the more you will be like him. The number of encounters. So the more you are in your secret place, communing with him in the spirit, the more you start to become like him. To think like him, to speak and act like him. And that power then manifests in the signs and wonders, in the favor that you command, in the authority that you have over realms. Men like Joshua in the Old Testament that understood this relationship with God were able to make the sun stop. Elijah was able to stop rain for three and a half years. How does an ordinary man on earth control the weather or things in the solar system? What revelation were they carrying? And what am I missing then? That's what we need to be contending for. So there is more is the first thing you need to be saying. 
that then builds your hunger to step further. It is that sonship that we are called to walk in. And God is asking you today, like he did in the Bible, who shall ascend to the mountain of God? Who shall command the armies of Zion? Who shall go for us? That's what he said in Isaiah chapter 6. And then in Ezekiel 22, like he said it there, he's saying it even today. I'm looking for someone to build up the wall of Jerusalem that was broken and to stand in the gap so that I will not destroy men. That was always his agenda and purpose of the Son. To stand in the gap that God will not destroy man. And God is saying today, I am still looking for someone who will build up that wall and stand in the gap. There in Ezekiel 22, he said, but I found none. Today when he comes to this house, I am sure he won't say that. There are many sons in this house. But in general, as Christians, it is not enough to say, I am saved, I have received salvation, thank you Jesus, see you later, everyone else is not my problem. So the question there is then, are you content to remain as a child of God? Or will you contend to be a son of God? We need to reflect with a deeper understanding of the difference now. And look to or listen to what the Spirit is saying. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for that revelation, for opening our eyes to your truth. And I thank you, Lord, for the discernment for each one that is given to them individually and personally. So that when you put your purposes on their heart, just like we reflected yesterday and you said, be holy, set aside for a purpose. Let that purpose be revealed to each one, Father. So that they then make that decision that I will not remain a child anymore. But I shall step into sonship. And fulfill the kingdom agenda, the purpose for which I was given life and sent into this earth. I ask for that edification in each of our spirits this day, Father. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease, for all families that are facing division and separation of any kind. We pray also for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially that of prayerlessness, busyness, ignorance, poverty, all kinds of addictions, afflictions, mental disorders, that every such yoke of the enemy on the ones that we are praying for be broken now by the blood of Jesus. And by your spirit, Lord, anoint them so that there is freedom where your word and your spirit go. We pray also for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends especially those that are not yet saved. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. 
And as we release our faith in our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit, we believe that we have received, Lord. We believe that this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. You heard a testimony of Sister Josephine before. You have to trust in the spirit. Release your tongue. Let him do the rest. It is not up to you to be quickened. He will quicken you. Your journey is only to step in boldness. So let us make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Kadesia la la Sarah, <laughs> 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 
in the mighty and all powerful name of Jesus. Amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The scripture that was put on my heart this morning is from 1 Peter 2, verses 9 and 10. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, that you may declare the wonderful deeds of him, who called you out of darkness into his marvellous light. Once you were no people, but now you are God's people. Once 
You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a script, couple of scriptures shared in the chat. The first one is from John chapter 1, verse 12 and 13, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. And the second scripture is from Mark 11, 24, quoted from the NIV where it says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And while we were praying in the spirit now, the scripture that he impressed on my heart was from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. It's the first half of that scripture which says, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And then my eyes were drawn to the two parts there that said, that said Child is born, but son is given. And I heard him say the words about the government. He said, the government will be on his shoulders. And then he said, now it is on your shoulders too. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's powerful reflections that he shares every single day that are spirit-filled, our daily Divine Mercy and Rosary sessions as well as the Bible study sessions. Please share those. Invite others to come join. Share links to, for them to join live or you can point them to the recordings that are available as well on YouTube, on Spotify. They are also posted on our Facebook page. And you can also share a link to the Telegram group so that they can join there and start posting their prayer requests as well. Under the mercy and the grace, the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and His favor that comes out of His jealous love for us, chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for His glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful Saturday and a great weekend ahead, everyone. Thank, Thank you, Russell. Russell. God, God bless you. Thank you, Russell. God bless you all.